Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Poisonese. This week's episode, broadcast on the 15th of September 2023, is a special Patreon release. While Nick and I are on our very short break, we wanted to give you one of our subscriber-only episodes for free. In addition to the main episodes that we release every single week on your favourite podcast platforms, we also have a Patreon account. Patreon is a platform that helps to support creators like us. For just $5 a month, you get an extra episode every single week as well as a lot of extra bonus content. We also have a higher tier where you get more goodies personally sent by us and a special monthly feature. Patreon is also the place where we cover slightly more modern and occasionally more gruesome stories such as Ed Gein, Jonestown, Rasputin, our very first one, and some truly crazy capers such as the 1904 Olympics and the Tottenham Outrage. This week's episode, however, goes way back and it is a very popular, very famous story of folklore which we think you'll enjoy. If you'd like to know more about joining us on Patreon, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash the poisonous cabinet. And we will be back with the main episodes in a couple of weeks time. This episode was originally recorded in May 2022. Enjoy. Hello, Poison Patreons. Welcome to another episode of Deadly Nightcaps with me, Sinead. And me, Nick. Bringing you more tales of poisoning and murder cases old and new, all washed down with drinks that make your batteries flat. Thank you to all of our delicious, lovely new Patreon subscribers. We hope you're having a lovely week. Yes, indeed. What a very delightfully grey week it is so far. It is. It is. It has been gloriously <laughs> sunshiny. Now it is grey and now rainy. Now it is grey and rainy. Yes, that was summer. It is over. That was it. Well, the garden needed it, Nick. Oh, that's it true. needed Ooh. it. Oh, it did. The plants are wonder, it did. I was very pleased. I always tell people at the time of year, which is a very twee thing, but still, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I always get very pleased that I've got a beautiful lilac tree in my garden. It's called Italian Skies. I've spoken on it on the podcast before, I am sure. It I have no doubt. resplendently blue. And as soon as the flowers come out, not only does it look lovely, but it becomes a bee sex emporium, basically. <laughs> It is full of bees having sex, and they are going oh, mad God. out there. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a delight. I am helping nature. Well done. With my big bee sex tree. Oh, well done, you. Well done. I'm sure there's some <laughs> tiny bee rosette they're going to give you. <laughs> Extra honey for Sinead. <laughs> I bloody well deserve some lovely lilac-y honey. <laughs> I am a marvellous beekeeper. You're a bee whore, that's what you are. You're a bee- <laughs> I think I'll find I'm a bee madam. Oh, my, my apologies for the incorrect terminology. <laughs> How are you, anyway? I'm all right. I have no bees. No bees? No bees. 
Oh, your bee list. I know, very sad. It was International Bee Day a few days ago. There was a party at my house, I'll tell you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) But you're all right, Mm. apart from the no bees. Apart from, I think, I'm glad there are no bees here. (laughs) Because that would be upsetting if I had bees in my house. I don't want bees in my house. No, you don't want to live in a hive. That would not be good. Although I do like honey. Mm, Choices, choices. (laughs) Do you have it on your toast or do you just... I like like a bit of honey on my toast every now and again. Not, Not all the time. But every now and again, I thought, ooh, I fancy some honey. <laughs> Just a little. And there it is in the cupboard. <laughs> honey from Yorkshire, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, Yorkshire bees, they, they are. are. the hardest working of the bees. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if I'm doing Yorkshire or Lancashire, actually. I don't, <laughs> Starting I don't, I don't. a war somewhere. Good. Well, it's only Monday anyway when we record this, mm. so the week is going well, yeah. clearly. Anything or anyone you would like to poison this week? <laughs> you were so close to saying something there. Currently, it's just... Yeah, other people. Mm. Just, just in, just in general. They are the bane of our existence. They are very annoying. Yes. Apart from, oh, apart, apart from you, obviously, and our dear, delightful, delightful listeners. They're, they're, they're safe for a week. Good. But everyone else, fuck them. Okay, good. Well, we're making very few exceptions here. I quite like it. <laughs> very, very few exceptions. I didn't have time to write a list, okay? I mean, this is a, an excuse, if ever there was one, to have your loved ones listen to the podcast, because otherwise yeah. Nick's going to kill them, apparently. Yeah. Ah, but very importantly, Nick, what are you drinking? I have a lovely glass of wine. Oh, you got wine? Oh, yeah. So it's been one of those days. It's been a mad, crazy, crazy, crazy day where they're full of annoying people and annoying things. And I was walking home and I'm going, oh, I really fancy a glass of wine. So I stopped at the wine selling shop and bought a bottle of wine. (laughs) And it's called that, isn't it? It's called the Ye Olde Wine Selling Shop. Which is a a front (laughs) if ever you've heard of one. (laughs) Definitely we are not selling drugs and weapons. Yeah. I don't look at what goes on in the back. (laughs) I just go in, get my bottle of wine and leave. No questions asked. So. Big lilac tree shaking with bees in the background. <laughs> it's none of my business. Sinead's around. <laughs> what kind of wine have you got? What do you go for? I have some lovely cock wine. Okay. The what? Oh, the chicken yeah. wine. It's it's got it's got a cock on the front. Le Ville Ferme, the the wine that you f- like you this. frequently feature on the show. I I bought a bottle of that uh, myself the other day. I saw it and I went, "That's the wine that Nick likes." I do. I like I like the red wine. The red one. I especially. had the red one yesterday with a, with a bit of beef. It was very tasty. I found it very tasty and very inexpensive. It's about seven pounds for a it bottle, is. which is quite bargainous. So yes, I should get shares. I have no wine. Well. Bad. That's bad planning on your part. I, I have feel. a glass of water. That's that's what I've got. Well, that's very because well, I'm doing another one of the Mondays where I think I drank everything in existence this weekend. You it must have been that you did drink everything in Canterbury this weekend. I did. Oh God. Yeah. You drank all the drinks possible and then some more. At once. Uh, pretty much at the same go. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was impressive and terrifying at the same exactly. time. Exactly. It's fine. I'm a machine. It's all right. So so is my liver now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the liver is not in a good place mentally anymore. It's uh, it's in therapy. But yes, now I have a glass of water, but now I want a massive gin. No, no gin for you. No, apparently not. Well, Nick, shall we mm-hmm. talk of poison and murder and death for a bit? Oh, I, I mean, what, it's a Monday. What's not, not to love about poison <laughs> and murder and death? Well, so this week's story is a little bit more on the death side of things, not so much with the murder. Oh, you're breaking the rules. Yes, 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 yes. But it may involve a spot of poison, but that's up to you to decide, really. Mm. Mm. But it is a it is a marvellous tale, one that I've been meaning to do for been meaning. Meaning to do for a while. Meaning to do for a while, and I deal with the honey. I've been meaning to do this one for a while because it, uh, it is a great tale, and it's uh, it's an old one where the details are sparse enough that I can make up stuff and you won't know the difference. <laughs> ah. Most of your stories are made up. 
Like, pretty much. Pretty much. It's all just like, oh, yeah, someone died at this point. I will make up their entire and life. And you've never sat me down and worried about this, really. No, no, Sinead, you're no. making up a lot of very detailed murder stories. <laughs> what, what's going on at home? One, one knows better than to ask. <laughs> this is the principle of the podcast. Well, anyway, Nick, come with me now. Come with me now. It's a hot July day. No, it's not. It's a miserable May. Ah, but back where we're going. Back, back, back then it was July. Back then it was, it was July. Do you not know in the past it was always July? It's always July. Okay, let's go with that. And we're in Strasbourg. Ooh. That is a lovely place, lovely place on the border between France and Germany. At the time, the Alsace region. Now the, mm-hmm. I think it's technically France. I don't know, actually. Are you sure? You have a little Google. Go on, then. I'm going to Google it. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, he doesn't understand how a podcast works. <laughs> you talk to yourself all the time, do It's fine. Okay. Sometimes I feel things at night. Yeah. But, you know, they're roommates. It is in France. Hey, it's in France. I knew it was bloody in France. Every time. You make me doubt myself. Yeah, but then you question it, don't you? And you're not sure. I'm in there. I'm in your brain. <laughs> I am. I'm in there. Nibbling away. Going, Arr. Like a particularly upsetting worm. <laughs> yes. Making you doubt your geography knowledge. Yes. But you're fueled by wine, so you're easily fueled distracted. <laughs> this is very true. Ooh, shiny. So we are in Strasbourg. Which we've now determined is in France. It's but in France. It at is the in time, France. it wasn't sure. It was the Alsace region, so they were kind of like, we're a bit French, we're a bit German. Oh, we don't know, uh, depending on the day. And it is 1518. Oh, wow. Way back we're going. That's way back when. Yes. That's why I was establishing that it wasn't quite France or Germany at the time. It wasn't like last week where they were like, we're still not sure who we are. But even then, it was definitely July. It was definitely July. And it was definitely hot. And people, Nick, are making their way about the town. It's a lovely day. Merchants selling their goods in the sunshine. Children heading to and from whatever version of school was in existence back then. Jobs, jobs. actually, yes. That's fine. (laughs) The mine. There's there's a baby with a pickaxe. There's not even a mine around there. It's just really got high hopes. Yes, neighbours exchanging pleasantries. It's a lovely, lovely day. And then Frau Trophia comes out into the street. Such a wonderful day. And she is so happy to see everybody out in the street that she she makes a little spin. (laughs) Takes a little spin and it does a little twirl. Just feels like dancing, Nick. Does she? Does she? She does. Does she break into into a Disney song by any chance? There goes the baker with his tray. (laughs) As always, there goes Frau Troffer with her cruel song. She may well have been singing. She may have been humming. She may have been saying all sorts of things. But she is dancing, Nick. She is dancing in the streets. Oh, what a jolly time she must be having. A leap and a shake. And who doesn't love a good dance in the street? And this wasn't just a mere two-step and then on she goes to purchase some German bread. No, she keeps dancing. She keeps going. She doesn't seem to want to stop dancing. Who does? And also, a few people see her dancing. They think, we're going to join in. It's a summer's day. Life is good. Bon, oui, <laughs> yavol. Yes, they're dancing, dancing, dancing. But those people don't seem to want to stop dancing either, Ooh. Nick. No, the lady doesn't want to stop dancing. The people who have joined her in the dance, not after an hour, not after two hours. Well, that's a lot of dancing. Not even after six hours. I mean, 20 minutes, I'm knackered. Yes, with your pointy dancing. <laughs> with my pointy dancing. It's exhausting. Much patented. Yes. <laughs> Frau Trophia would not stop dancing. Mm. Not for hours and not for days. That's, that's good going. It was said at one point she did collapse from exhaustion. I'm not surprised. But as soon as she regained a vague sense of consciousness, she started dancing again. And what's more, the people who were dancing around her in the street seemed to want to carry on dancing too. This small huddle of dancers 
suddenly swelled to a dozen and then doubled and then doubled again until scores of people were dancing in the streets of the streets of Strasbourg in 1518 on this hot July day, <laughs> dancing and dancing and dancing. And as the days passed, more people joined. And despite the high heat and the clear exhaustion on their faces and the visible injuries that people now seem to be carrying, nobody would stop dancing. Oh. Yes, something strange was afoot. Something very, that would be peculiar indeed. In Strasbourg. Now, what do you think's going on, Nick? I th- is it some sort of plague? <laughs> a plague, a you plague. say? Or, some sort of or is it Or is there a little piper in the corner, piping away, getting them to follow him around Strasbourg? With his, with into his the mountain. Into the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, you bastards didn't pay me last time I got rid of all your rats. Exactly. Uh, there isn't a piper in the corner ah, just making boom. them dance. But let's go back to the streets of Strasbourg. Maybe a plague is upon them. Some yes. sort of dancing plague. Dancing plague. I know this one. The dancing plague. <laughs> but before we start trying to figure out what on earth has befallen the people of Strasbourg, let's let's go back to the dancing situation and, uh, and talk through what apparently happened, actually, on the streets to to help these people at the time because it's quite brilliant. Is it a particular style of dancing? See, the style of dancing hasn't quite been established. People say jigs, jigs are going on. You can have your own interpretation. So it's a bit of a freestyle thing going on. They weren't just waltzing around Strasbourg. Yeah, there was a lot of sort of big fish, little fish, cardboard bombs going on. (laughs) Classic. 16th century dance. (laughs) I I mean, it is Strasbourg. So, you know, I suppose they are maybe kind of just starting to venture into, hmm, what are the styles of dances at the time? Yes, We're not far from Vienna. We're quite far from Vienna. (laughs) Quite far from Vienna. (laughs) They're very confused with Sol. That's the problem. (laughs) They've got an identity crisis as well as a dancing plague. But what do you do? What would you do when faced with now scores of people who just won't stop dancing? I mean, what can you do? Well, that is an interesting choice. I mean, join in for a bit because it seems quite fun. Um, (laughs) A bit of a party going on somewhere. You don't quite know who is the party person, but uh, why the hell not? Then after that, then go go home for a nap. (laughs) Have a lie down. Your solution to this is go in and join them for a bit and then fuck off for a nap and go, oh yeah, screw them. I didn't say it was a solution. It was like, (laughs) what would I do? (laughs) So I'm not claiming to offer any solutions to anything. It just sounds quite fun. So I'm going to join in for a bit. And then go for a nap. You are the man there with a bottle of white wine, loving this. Exactly. (laughs) Having a grand time, but leaving when I'm done. While the dancing plague is going on and observers come upon this who haven't been afflicted by the dancing, those who seem to be immune to this dancing plague, they are seeing these people who are just relentlessly dancing and they don't seem to want to dance, but they can't stop. They just can't stop the dancing. Yes, they can't stop the dancing. I do like the idea that there is one guy maybe in the middle who was just tapped on the shoulders like, are you okay? Like, oh, I just thought this was a party. I'm <laughs> terribly lonely. <laughs> and everyone trying to make the best out of a bad situation. You've yeah. got to imagine that there's some greasy guy in there trying to chat up the uh... women, just coming up going, verily, my lady, thou hast the moves like Jagger. <laughs> Well, thou grant me thy dainty hand in marriage. Perhaps a swift tumble in yonder mulberry bush. But it's covered in bees. It's covered in bees. Don't go in there. That's why we're dancing. Oh, God. I'm dancing for a different reason now. Somebody help me. Well, help them, but then help me. This is very confusing. Yes. 
the authorities do have to get involved because of dancing. Dancing is happening in the streets and people seem upset. The authorities arrive. These are a combination of religious leaders of the area, doctors, the, the authorities themselves, you know, sort of town officials. And they are sort of standing in the street, scratching their heads going, what's, <laughs> what's going, going on? on? Are these people possessed? Or are they merely possessed by a terrible sickness? Ugh. Well, I did mean demons in the legs. That's going to do it. Mm. Possessed mm. legs. Now, the authorities are, what I can only assume, shimmying their way through the crowds while this dancing is happening to try and get a look at them. Do you, do you, do you dance along with them? Does it look weird if you're not dancing? This is true. Sort of try and not scare the horses. But the, the, the doctors going through, trying to examine them, grabbing them for a waltz when going, stick out your tongue, or probably back in that day, <laughs> shove a leech on their face and go they're cured the doctors are moving through the crowds trying to assess what's happening and they come back with their verdict hot blood all quiet yes all these mammals <laughs> gotta get the gotta get that heat out so dancing it's a good way of exactly get it out of the body the blood is hot they're overheated but they say this fever this this is a fever and the best treatment is just to let the people dance it out of their system get it out of the system absolutely just keep dancing. The authorities are like, okay, so we do nothing. It's like, oh, no, 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 some of the town officials say. We must help these people, and we will help them by building a stage. <laughs> Perhaps it's... <laughs> Right, we're going to narrow it down like some sort of competition. The first, the first, <laughs> the first ten on the stage, they're going to get judged. Then, <laughs> then we're going to whittle it down to get the best dancer in Strasbourg. <laughs> they're going to make the best out of a bad situation. Exactly. Here. Yeah. It's absolutely. Very, very early X factor. <laughs> Strasbourg's got talent <laughs> <laughs> and problems. I shit you not. A stage was built in the middle of the horse market. Huge area was cleared. The people went in the horse market. So this area, this stage was prepared and the crazed dancers were sort of ushered in that direction. But onto the stage, they didn't put the dancers. No, they brought in a band to accompany them. Well, that's kind. Yes. And also professional dancers. (laughs) Well, some of them might be looking a bit dodgy. You've got to give a few tips here and there. That is, I don't know what message that's sending to the poor, sick people dancing themselves quite possibly to death in the street. Well, of, I know you're all dreadfully afflicted, but could you dance just a little bit better? Exactly. The message was, you're shit at dancing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so, just really rub salt yeah, into that so wound. You need help. You can imagine the sight. There is a stage with musicians on there who are just, okay, we've just been shipped in to do this. <laughs> Professional dancers in front of now hundreds of people who are compulsively dancing. I don't know what kind of dances the professionals were doing because again, what sort of what's the professional dance of the time? Is I... it interpretive dance? Is it sort of <laughs> ballet? I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's doing the Macarena. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> YMCA throughout Strasbourg. <laughs> That's where it began. That's where it began. The logic was though behind this. You, you did touch on it there is that if the musicians if the people had musicians and proper dancers to inspire them they would dance better and bigger and this fever would leave their bodies sooner yeah there's a vague strange logic to that so they've got to be watching the dancers dancing along to the right music they also hired literally called strong men to hold the revelers up so they kept dancing okay (laughs) keep dancing keep dancing 
So the dance fever turns into a dance party. Uh, and it does not help one bit. No, I can imagine probably not in the long run. No. Things get a whole lot worse because if reports are to be believed, now there's up to 400 people dancing in Strasbourg. Pretty impressive. And not just for a day, not just an overnight. This is days and weeks. Mm. This goes on and on and on. This is the best gig that band has ever done, by the way. (laughs) They probably milked it for all it was worth. 400 people. They're like, we've never even seen this many people in this day and age. Wow. But aside from the, the cracking atmosphere for the band, people are, of course, dropping down from exhaustion, exhaustion yeah. and injury. But others carry on. Those who cannot get up are taken away and receive treatment. But, you know, they, they're either falling into comas or they're dying. They're dying from heat exhaustion, from just the sheer strain that has been put on them. They're not stopping for food and drink. They Mm -hmm. don't seem to feel the pain in their feet and in their limbs. It was said, and it is contested, but the famous quote is that the dancing plague of Strasbourg claimed up to 15 lives a day. either from heat stroke or the terrible toll that the dancing had on their bodies. There's one report, there's a quote from a poem from the city, and it said, In their madness, people kept up their dancing until they fell unconscious and many died. I mean, it's a catchy poem. It's a shit poem. (laughs) Perhaps it's better in in German. Maybe. Uh. Or French. They were fighting over it. <laughs> As I've said, this the, the dance party has swelled because there's entertainment that's been put on. And again, I'm sure some people had shipped in from other places going, this is the place to be right now. But those who are affected are not getting any better. The townspeople and the officials think, okay, big dance party in the stage isn't working. So we've got to assume that they're all sinning. This is an act of God. So now... We have to ban music and dancing from the town. No more dancing for anybody. I do love how dancing is a punishment from God. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Oh no, I've been bad. Go do a jig. Dance, you bastards. They really <laughs> believed it at the time. Yeah. And so they are now banning music and dancing. It's, it's basically footloose. They're going through all the films here. <laughs> so now there's a ban on dancing in a place where people can't stop dancing. Nice. The band is taken off and killed, we must presume. (laughs) The only possible explanation. They've had a hell of a week. (laughs) They've gone from the greatest gig of their lives to, what, we can't do anything anymore? Yeah, just kill them, it's fine. And also, I don't think that someone who has probably been dancing on a broken foot for the best part of a month is really going to care if you tell them that this is illegal now. Yeah, absolutely. So in an effort to help some of the poor souls, some were taken dance-led to a shrine in the mountains. Uh, this is actually outside of the town as well. So in this in this region, it's a shrine to St. Vitus. Do you know of St. Okay. Vitus? I can't say I do. Patron saint of dancing. Oh, well, 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 very lucky he was there. Very, very lucky. Very lucky there was a shrine there. Now, the stories around this, I think, have been a little bit embellished or people maybe have gotten confused. And I would would welcome people's input on St. Vitus here because my my knowledge of of the saint is is limited. But at the time, St. Vitus became... I'm not sure why they became the patron saint of dancing, but people danced in front of their shrine to 
show fealty to sort of show lo- loyalty and to pay their respects that's why it was a patron uh, saint of dancing okay. so whether or not the the priests of strasbourg thought let's make the best out of a bad situation here and just get all these <laughs> dancing people and go this is absolutely brilliant for all of us who follow saint vitus when they were taken to this shrine the people who were the treated there from, from one article in the guardian they said their bloodied feet were placed into red shoes and they were led around a wooden figurine of the saint there's no indication whether they were cured or they stopped dancing or if it helped. It just seemed like, no. yep, let's just do some dancing around this scene. They, well, they, they were normal shoes until their bloody feet went into them. <laughs> then they became red shoes. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. There were bandages that were falling off. But the dancing frenzy continued from July until September when people slowly started to calm down. The crazy dancing just came to a stop by itself. See, it is mad. Bad as it sounds, it is well documented in most famous of the cases, but it is not a standalone a case. No, indeed not. Of sudden dance fever sweeping Europe. And we're not just talking about the twist. <laughs> I've written down pause for laughter here, Nick. That wasn't a very big laugh for that joke. Oh, uh, my apologies. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did write that. I go, oh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, it, you've obviously heard of dance fever sweeping Europe. Well, indeed, yeah. There's, there's, quite, there's quite a there's a spate of them, really, isn't there? It's sort a of medieval period. Yes, I have um, a few extra stories if you'd like yeah, to hear them. Because I, I, I've, I've done some Googling on this subject myself mm. for potential episodes, which you've stolen from I me. Have. Is it Choreomania? So I'd be interested to hear your take on Choreomania. I didn't delve into it hugely for this one because the different sort of stories, it sort of goes off on tangents, really. But if you have information on it, please do jump in with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... As I said, these dancing plagues, these dance fevers, these dancing episodes had been sweeping through Europe. Now, the earliest case you have, there's some that date back to about 800. There's one in Germany in 1020 or thereabouts where 18 peasants started singing and dancing very loudly outside a Christmas Eve service. That's because they were pissed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's because they, they have been at the beers on Christmas Eve. So <laughs> it's, I mean, is it still in 1020, really, the same sort of vibe as this day and age for Christmas Eve? Yeah, I think so. Okay, fine. <laughs> was that, that was more of a Tudor thing, though. That was, it was a bit hey, more well, wassailing. I think you're, you're, well, they've been having at the communion wine or something. Well, they weren't in the service. The priest was very annoyed at them because he came out and was like, you're ruining the Christmas Eve service. No, they were just drunk. They were just some mates who had got drunk. Of an evening. They were apparently dancing around. They joined hands and they danced a ring of a ring dance of sin around and around and around, singing and <laughs> chanting and leaping up and down, and no one could stop them. It was said that these people danced continuously for days on end, and then they eventually stopped because they fell unconscious. Of course, there was an embellishment to it that the priests cursed them to dance for an entire year, and they did, and then they collapsed into a big heap of death. Right. Okay. Priests not known for cursing people. <laughs> that, that is that is true that is true um <laughs> in 1247 in another german town 200 residents were said to have taken to the streets and began to dance and leap about on a bridge over the mosel river until the bridge collapsed and they all fell into the water resulting in death by drowning of some of the people mm. who were still dancing as they went still down, dancing underwater still oh, danced dear. like on the titanic they danced to the last uh, tales would ripple through germany and france of people compulsively dancing for hours in these short spells all over these places from weeks and days and even months on end either dying from exhaustion or falling gravely ill from various dance related 
injuries. There was one account in another report I read. Uh, the abbot of a monastery in the city of Trier recalled an amazing epidemic. And that is quite a good thing, an amazing epidemic. We forget the um, old use what, of yeah. the word amazing, but this is amazing. In which a collection of hallucinating dancers hopped and leapt for as long as six months, some of them dying after breaking ribs or loins. Okay, broken loins. Yes, you dance your knob off dance your loin off <laughs> it just falls off how do you break yeah. your loin i think there's some vigorous dancing going on there <laughs> yes a whole new move that did not work out yeah, well absolutely. <laughs> they're limboing for their life but as i said these dancing plagues spread across france germany belgium and the netherlands with either single people making a spectacle of themselves or small groups of people overcome with the need to shake their stuff in the street <laughs> But what could have caused such behaviour? And where does our old friend or fiend, Poison, come into play? I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nikki. Nikki, what am I doing yeah. that for? I don't know. Never called you that in my life. No, no, don't do that. It's weird. <laughs> Nickington the third. What's your big theory? Uh, Ergot. Interesting. Now we've covered ergot before you have covered in france I believe. we did um now we covered ergot poisoning in deadly nightcaps episode 32 a very recent case it was in 1951 in the beautiful french town of pont saint Espiré. well remembered where we had uh, people being beset by imaginary tigers and sausages because of an outbreak of ergot poisoning yeah. ergotism Ergotism. Mm. Ergotism, for those who need a quick reminder, is a type of fungus, in short, that infects certain grains. And if mm -hmm. it's not spotted, if it's not treated, it will affect the entire crop. Grains get taken up, they get milled into flour, flour then goes and makes your bread, and the bread goes into your mouth, and then oh, madness then you ensues. Go crazy. You do it because ergotism produces all manner of nasty symptoms, including a psychosis or type of mania because of the presence of alkaloids that are very, very similar to LSD. Jolly times. So it's not a fun way to take LSD. <laughs> it's not like, oh, that's a nice side effect. It comes with a lot of other nasty, nasty stuff yeah. that goes on. You're either going to trip balls or your limbs are going to fall off. <laughs> you might remember the phrase loosening of limbs. I, d I don't say I did, actually, but uh, it sounds interesting. Now, ergotism, ergotism is thankfully quite rare these days, uh, apart from that story in 1951. It still happens mm. in certain countries. But you can imagine back in medieval times, in the olden days, oh, the fields were rife with ergot oh, because they were damp their farming techniques weren't anywhere near as advanced as as they are now and no one would have been able to tell what was a bad grain and how do you treat it how do you get rid of it what do we do ergotism wasn't officially identified i think it was until the 19th century but the multiple outbreaks of these strange occurrences of dancing and well mass hysteria which was known at the time mm. as mass hysteria people often think was caused by ergot poisoning. You've got ergot making people scream and run wild in the streets, doing all sorts of awful things and vomiting and purging and suffering from gangrene at the same time. <laughs> but would it make you dance for hours? Well, that is a very good question. I, I've not mm. tried it, so I couldn't say for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people credit the dancing plague to ergotism because they're going, mm. well, how, how, how is it possible that upwards of 400 people, even if it wasn't 400 people, it yeah. was definitely scores of people, certainly uh, hundreds of people. And they kept dancing. And it is well documented, crazy as it sounds. It is very well documented, this case. And some of the smaller cases around, they have been well documented. How can all these people dance 
compulsively the whole time and not show any other symptoms of ergot poisoning. That's very true. That's the thing. Now, maybe the records of them are honing in on the one fantastic element (laughs) of this phenomenon is the dancing. Maybe they're not commenting that people are also puking and shitting themselves and their limbs are falling off and they're covered in pustules, uh, which would be a little bit more obvious sign of ergotism. And would everyone have the same symptoms? There's an idea that's been shared by one writer, John Waller, who who argued against ergotism as the cause of it. Is it likely that everyone would display exactly the same Mm. symptoms and be dancing about? That's very true. Mm. Then on the other side, you've got, is it some sort of of psychological, yeah, mass mass hysteria, some sort of big... Yes. Because that time, especially, is, is not, is quite stressful. There's there's lots not much fun things happening around, lots of conflict and battles and wars and bandits raiding everything every five seconds. So is it just some sort of, sort of mass hysteria of one person just goes snaps and the other else goes, oh fuck it that looks fun, <laughs> and then it just grows yeah. and grows and grows and grows. <laughs> I mean, crazy as that sound, and as flippant as yeah. we, may, we may say it, it, it's genuinely a theory. It is a theory that the towns, that all of these cases, you have a case of what's now known as mass uh, psychogenic illness, uh. which was known as mass hysteria. Mass hysteria is a slightly outdated uh, phrase. But it's the school of thought where, yes, those levels of stress, all of the, the difficulty that all the people are suffering – a little bit of maybe religious mania mm-hmm. as well. People thinking that they were sinning or that they were suffering and that God was not on their side or St. Vitus, if they followed them, uh, was not on their side. Then they just start acting out. They start dancing. They start absolutely going crazy in this effort to try and appease whatever is going on in their head or whatever they think is going on above them. And then everyone else gets caught up in the hysteria Mm. is that everyone else sees it and they are literally caught up in it there's no other way around it so you've yeah you've got the the summer heat the very very stressful occasions and like there's not been a good crop i think for in 1518 other writers have said yeah it looked like the reports were it wasn't a good time to be alive absolutely everyone is swept up in their madness in their frail stressed states and they just couldn't stop dancing lest they fail in their duties to God or if they hadn't purged their sins enough in their own feeling. But it's also, it is also, it's very freeing, is it, as well, being in that sort of big environment where mm. other people are doing, everyone else is having a dance. You wouldn't necessarily get up and have a dance by yourself in the middle of a room. But if there's, the room is full of dancing people, you go, fuck it, no one's going to notice. <laughs> so, so people go, like, oh, yeah. So everyone sort of just joins in because it's, it's, there's no sort of spotlight on anyone individually. It's just, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So you're much more that sort of person. You're like, if there's a if there's a big mass party, then you'll be like, yeah, come yeah, on, absolutely. I'm going to have a dance. The, the idea of a dance circle and you being shoved into the middle is oh, your absolutely, idea of absolutely hell. not, no. But yeah, look at festivals and look at all of these sorts of things where everyone's together and like, yay, oh my God, yeah, the euphoria. Exactly. Um, in this case, it's it's slightly less euphoria, more, ow. I, I imagine it probably started off in a slightly, slightly euphoric way. Mm, maybe, but then, but then as but as yeah, as you go through, it becomes something much more sinister and dark. As you find, you can't stop. But I'm sure it probably started off in a jolly way. <laughs> well, possibly it started off in a jolly way, and again, that's why the Saint Vitus element of this story was was interesting because was the woman at the beginning was she trying to dance to appease Saint Vitus? 
or in tribute in the street and was just overcome. And people have written about, again, that, you know, you have people overtaken by by religious hysteria, as it was called, and then trying to do something to to appease the saints. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, well, if she's dancing loads, yeah, I, I should mm. dance too for St. Bitters. So maybe it did start in a dark place from there. There's another <laughs> theory. Not sure it's a theory <laughs> applied to this case, but it's... It is a reference that is often mentioned in the same breath of the story. And I would love it if this was a theory that people were genuinely applying. But it is also a very curious explanation for why people dance involving venom. I th- again, I think I know what this one is as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it is fucking nuts. <laughs> it's involving a woman in Italy. Do you know where I'm going with I this? I do know where you're going mm-hmm. with this. Yep, yep, yep. Who was shimmying and dancing and dancing around <laughs> in the street, just walking down the street, looking a bit stressed and was dancing, dancing, dancing. And then suddenly all these people ran up in brightly coloured clothes and musicians and they were dancing with her and they were playing music. Oh my God, oh my God. The woman had been bitten by a tarantula. <laughs> Native to Italy. Native to it, a wolf spider. A wolf yeah? spider is not a tarantula. It's a ver- it's a type of tarantula. It's a t- trust me, I looked it up. <laughs> you have to look at a particular way in the Latin, but it right. is it's right, it's true. <laughs> Wolves. I'm using the colloquialisms, but they are mashed together in a big spidery goodness. Um, <laughs> they are big mashed up spiders. <laughs> That sounds well, terrifying. You'd rather have a mashed up spider than a live one that's coming at you for a well, dance. Not if they're mashed up and have now got like. 16 legs oh okay that's fair oh we had a super spider (laughs) the story is is that the venom of this wolf spider makes people convulse there's one theory school of thought is that it makes you convulse but then there's another school of thought that is the only way to cure a tarantula bite is to shimmy you've got to shimmy and shake and dance i don't know how whether you're shaking the venom out of you but the legends at the time were that you had to dance and you had to shimmy and it would be helped if you had exactly the right sort of music available. Well, obviously. Yeah. You've got to get the right tempo, the right beat, the right... So music exactly. helps in that regard. Well documented. The venom of the wolf spider was said to be by the scholar Cancellieri to have the following effect. He wrote about this. When one is in the hold of this ill-wished beast, one has a hundred different feelings at a time. Okay. One cries, dances, vomits, trembles, laughs, pales, cries, faints, and one will suffer great pain. And finally, after a few days, if unaided, you die. Sweat and antidotes relieve the sick, but the sovereign and the only remedy is music. (laughs) Okay, right. So we, 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 we were mad at the beginning, now we've gone a little bit madder. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. If you are bitten by this spider, you must dance and you You must must have music. You must dance. To help you dance. So maybe, maybe in Strasbourg, one of two things was happening. Either... There was a tarantula outbreak. That lady at the beginning had been bitten by a spider and she was just trying to shimmy the venom out and they were all trying to help her. Or everyone had been bitten by spiders. Right. And they were dancing the poison away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I must have. I'm not. I'm not buying those. those not particular Explanations. I have no. to say. Well, it is where the dance, the Tarantella, comes from. I, I must have. Also, I'm not familiar with that dance. Oh, you're not. If you have no. read or seen The Doll's House by Ibsen, then you'll know it well. But oh. it is. It's. It is a dance, the Tarantella. Okay. But it's. It's from this the, tarantula venom the, the shaky, bite the shaky, dance thing. 
tarantula venom dance. <laughs> the shaky tarantula venom dance. There okay. we go. So we have multiple explanations of what happened with the dancing plague. All of them entirely legitimate. Absolutely. The only one that we haven't talked about, and maybe we shouldn't say it, but it's quite possible they were possessed by the devil who loves to dance. They, I mean, demons do love legs. So, <laughs> where does that come from? The demons and the legs, and I have no idea. I just made it up. Oh, you just made it up. I thought that yeah. was some sort of. Oh, is that a cold thing? Really interesting. No, 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 no. I just made that up. That is the story of the dancing plague of Strasbourg, of the dancing plague that swept across Europe, and those yeah. special dancy spiders who will bite you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a shame it stopped. Really. It, it, well, yeah, why did it stop? Yeah, why did it stop? <laughs> well, I mean, it was still going in the 50s, so... Well, there was that less... Was, that wasn't really dancing, was it? That was no. more general being nuts and then dying. Um, uh, the ergot poisoning case, you know, go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it yet, guys. It's fascinating, but that was far more people being very, very ill and hallucinating yeah. horrific things and jumping off buildings and rending their garments and seeing all manner of things because of... Uh, the Vichy government basically cutting corners where bread was concerned. Yes, but less dancing. Mm. Less dancing. Less there. dancing. So, less so, dancing there. I don't know. I'm in two minds because while it seems so strange that everyone, if everyone had gotten ergotism and they all displayed the same symptoms and none of the mm. others, how else do you explain this? This. Well, I think, I mean, you're, you, you, it's not unheard of for these to be mass psychological events mm. and potentially this is something we need to get rowing on um and her, <laughs> her opinions on this but they, they they do happen these these mass these mass things where yeah. people just get so caught up in themselves and what other people are doing that mm. it is yeah it's 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 a legitimate thing it's a I mean, crazy uh, time because again it is that- i mean it's incredibly stressful time life is hard Life is life is hard. We think it's difficult now, but it's like oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, life is life is horrendous. I suppose at that sort of time, if you've got these incidents of mass psychogenic illness, you've also at the same time got lots of more cases of lycanthropy as well that uh, we, we don't have now. So yes, maybe there is something in it that everyone was crazy. But also, everyone I think everyone was crazy, but it was also in a in a time where religion was is such a much more prevalent force than it is now you do have these things where people are absolutely absolutely obsessed with okay sense and vicious yeah he his thing is dancing great where that comes from who knows It'd be interesting to find out does was he a good big dancer himself to find i did that try out. to look up and see whether there was any <laughs> dancing involved and i don't think there was but i suppose if that is your only explanation is the crops have failed and what have you we need to pray that's because that's the only option there's no such thing as pesticides and all this sort of stuff or fertilizer and such like it's it's god's will mm. how do we get god on our good side well he likes his saints yeah. saint vitus his shrine is just up the road he he enjoyed a good party did saint vitus yeah so let's let's have at it you've also got i mean ergotism again it links ergotism with another bit of folklore that we've talked about before because ergotism was also called saint anthony's fire Absolutely. So Anthony's fire and it was because of the burning sensation in the body and then people often took it as a way and then it gets sort of misconstrued over the over the years but sort of saying oh this is you know a thing for St Anthony and St Anthony is sending his vengeance down upon us because he's mm. you know destroying our crops and he's burning our skin and we must do something to appease him. So yeah maybe. So yeah I think it's yeah, that combination of incredible stressful life not understanding the science behind things that happen you don't need to understand the science nick it was spiders spiders or there was a mass tarantula plague 
What um, if it was spiders? Well, you mean you never know. I mean you never know. They could have been. I mean, where did tarantulas come from? Sort of South America, sort of. Well, no. I mean, this, they, again, again, it's a bloody wolf spider. It's a okay, wolf spider. Um, okay. I'll look it so up. perhaps there wasn't. Perhaps the, the conditions in the previous year were particularly ripe for spider populations, mm-hmm. and they had burst across Europe. Perhaps that's why you don't get them in England. There's a big channel in the way. Yes, maybe, maybe. So they, the spiders couldn't get across to the UK. They couldn't. They were trying. They were bloody they were trying. trying. Yeah, they but they just to. couldn't couldn't get across the channel. So that's why it's mainly mainland Europe. So very quickly, you mentioned earlier on Coriomania. So yes. when you type in St. Vitus, you get, and I'm reading this from the Botanica website here, um, you get a syndrome Coria, also called St. Vitus Dance, Coria Minor, Infectious Coria, um, however pronouncing it, rheumatic career, a neurological disorder characterized by irregular and involuntary movement of muscle groups in various yeah. parts of the body, followed by a strep infection. The name St. Vitus Dance derives from the late Middle Ages when persons with the disease attended the chapels of St. Vitus, who was believed to have curative powers. The disorder was first explained by the English physician Thomas Sindom, most often a manifestation of rheumatic fever. Uh, okay. Syndrome Korea occurs most frequently between blah 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 blah, and there's the age and stuff like that. So there, so yeah, it maybe it's a little bit of two sort of stories or explanations mashed together. Mm. You know, with the with the dance fever, no one seems to be going, oh, it's this, it's 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 what we just said, it's St Vitus dance. But then they sent them to St Vitus, going, okay, the people dance in front of him, maybe that will help. The what you just read out there was it's a, a symptom of perhaps, perhaps some sort of rheumatic fever. Yeah. Perhaps there was an epidemic going around Strasbourg there at you the go. time of, and this was just a a really weird symptom mm. of that that then got sort of yeah mushed together with the St Vitus's chapel, which was nearby, and all mm. this sort of stuff and it just got yeah is it conflated the two things just pushed together quite possible it could have been a fever it could have been a form of poisoning it could have been all three mixed together could have been one giant spider queen it could have been like Shelob from Lord of the Rings she was there in the mountains she was dancing too dancing away she was the band (laughs) sending out her spider babies to bite everyone indeed and the devil turned up that day going I'm going to possess this oh my god this town has got enough problems (laughs) just walks away absolutely not no the devil was there going I hate spiders no (laughs) well what do you think people a suitably mad story for deadly nightcaps we hope you enjoyed it it didn't involve murder but it did involve a lot of death and possible poisonings and the poisoning of the mind <laughs> yes what are your theories which theory do you like the best about what caused the dance fever of Strasbourg are there other dance fever stories that we should know about and that we should cover in the future or are there more interesting mass poisoning cases involving nature that you'd like us to dig into Make sure that you leave your thoughts in the comments of this episode. Keep sending us more suggestions of stories that we can cover. And generally, just dance. Dance, people. Dance, dance. Dance while you can. Dance Dance like your life depends upon it. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you on Friday for the main episode. We will see you next week for more Deadly Nightcaps. But in the meantime, keep drinking, keep talking about poison, and remember, your loved ones are... Trying to kill you. Bye. Keep dancing. Dance, dance, dance.